we'll be going through scripture, thinking about our faith, and preparing ourselves for the day. Stick around. Hey everybody, good morning. Happy Wednesday, December the 9th to you. So good to see you this morning. Uh, we are continuing in our stress to the nines. So let's go ahead and get underway. Today, again, we will have a relatively short passage as we make our way through the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. So we're going to listen to verses 10 and 11 only today of that, go- of that chapter. So uh, let's listen to them, and then we will talk about them. So this is the word of the Lord. Let's listen. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. When they heard it, they were greatly pleased and promised to give him money. So he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I want to focus on a very uh, specific element of this story of Judas. I think uh, it's interesting the way in which Mark portrays the story. It's just kind of fact-based. He doesn't embellish it at all. In the Gospel of Mark, there's no commentary on Judas as a person. There's no commentary on his motives. Uh, The religious leaders offer him money, but he never asks for any. Uh, Mark simply describes him as one of the twelve. He is only seen in the Gospel uh, when he's first kind of recruited into the cadre of disciples that will follow Jesus, and there he's named as Judas Iscariot, the one who would betray him. So Judas is just kind of, his identity is kind of ancillary to the whole narrative of Mark. He fulfills his role as the person who will betray Jesus, and that's really all we know about him. But let's talk about him in relation to the anonymous woman who anointed Jesus in our story beforehand. And I want to talk about the church. There's a famous theologian in the 20th century named Karl Barth. Barth was a a German scholar, uh, well known for his systematic theology, and in his commentary, on Judas, he said that Judas is a stand-in for the church, that the betrayal of Judas and the fact that it comes from Jesus's inner circle, from those who were pledged to follow him most closely, who had seemed to devote most of themselves to him, represents the ways in which in each generation the church betrays Christ and his work. I think that's an easy argument to make, the ways in which the church betrays the true message of the gospel. But when we hold it in tension with the story beforehand, with the anonymous woman giving all that she has, potentially, to anoint the head of Christ before he dies, we see an interesting contrast, and we also see the ways in which the church functions at its best. The reason the church persists is because of the witness of that anonymous woman, the saints over each generation who selflessly give of what they have, who love Christ with all that they are and all that they can be, and who simply seek to honor and glorify him. And in every generation, these saints stand in contrast to those of us in the church who function in the Judas role, who betray the gospel. You could make a pretty good argument that all of us do both things, and I think that's a pretty interesting path to trod that we're not going to take this morning because this is supposed to be like a five-minute devotional, not a 30-minute Sunday school class. But what I would invite you to do today is to reflect on the ways in your own life in which you, as a member of the church, and which the greater church around you, has reflected these two characters in the Gospel of Mark. 
In what ways has the church been the anonymous woman anointing the head of Christ with her expensive ointment? And in what ways has the church been Judas, betraying Jesus for seemingly no reason, no purpose, other than it, than that it seems to be in his nature? It's an interesting thought and an interesting exercise for us today. Uh, so let's consider it as we pray. Holy God, on this day, we give you thanks for your church, for our brothers and sisters in Christ, with whom we serve and worship and grow and follow. We pray for each one of them this day and ask that you would bless all of us with faith and strength to do your work. Help us also in the midst of this to have the self-awareness to see the ways in which we fall short, the ways in which we betray you, and the ways in which we contribute to the troubles and challenges, sufferings and failures in this world. Help us over the course of our lives to grow closer to you and to grow further from our selfish desires which separate us from you and harm those around us. Guide us this day, O God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, that concludes our Stress to the Nines for today. Tasha will be back tonight, and I'll see you tomorrow. Until then, peace. Thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, peace.